outtake is a what? Are we starting? Yeah, right. whatever. We can use that Catholic bit as an outtake. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, should we clap? Do we have to do that thing? I just like clapping. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Losers in a, in a Church podcast. In a podcast. Three Losers in a, in a Podcast. podcast. It's a second brain child. Yeah, this is already going well. Uh, (laughs) Today, uh, we're talking about a term I made up called non-vocational ministry, which refers more to doing ministry, being the light of the world outside of a traditional ministry setting. Interesting. Did you make that up? Not the concept. I don't think you made the word up either. The words are all there, but I don't think you're supposed to... Use them the way I'm using them. Okay. I believe you. I'm yeah. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about? Some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, I don't know. What's been on my mind a lot is thinking, since we're all so heavily involved in ministry to some extent, like what it's, what the thought process is when you're just doing life outside of like that ministry role. Like what, uh, uh, like how do you think of people? How's your thought process, you know? I see. Like, I, I work in a restaurant, obviously, so I think a lot about there. Like, what's going through my head? Mm. Am I still thinking from God's point of view, or am I just, you know, different? I see. So, like, kind of like the black, like, you have, like, your uh, church or Sunday or, like, personality, and then you have, like, yeah your work personality. It's like what every pastor preaches. <laughs> I think the <laughs> term that I've heard the most thrown around is, like, oh, are you a weekend Christian? Is right. The, is the term that you hear all the time. Yeah. But, but like, I always thought I wasn't, and maybe to some extent I'm not. But then I was thinking, like, how am I really uh, projecting myself <laughs> outside of, yeah, no you know, youth ministry and church choir? <laughs> so if you don't mind asking, because you're, you're ta- you start off with work. I'm fun employed, so uh, right. oh, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but, like, in, 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 in this case, like, for you, right? I mean, I feel like we're about to get raw and very personal. Also, I realized this entire time, my fate... It's hard to look at you when I talk, um, but I like, oh, oh, hello there, hey there. Um, shoot, what was it, guys? Like, so, so, what is it? So, like, wow, I really got derailed. Right there. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Ugh. Ugh. Fun restaurant, employment. fun employment. Yeah, someone please hire me. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, in in the midst of work, like, do you think you are upholding your Christian character? I think a lot of the times I'm not. Mm. I've been real. I've been thinking a lot about that lately, you know? Like, I had a, a girl who's 18, so, like, the age of, like, the group of students I'm working with. And she was like, you need Jesus. And I was like, you need Jesus, you know, obviously. So that's how you respond to that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she, But she said something along the lines of, like, what is Jesus, like, really doing in your life? Like, basically, look at how you're acting, you know? And I was like, that's kind of funny. But also, you know, the things I'm s- that I that you catch me saying here a lot, like, you really do see, like, this other side of me that is there, but, like, I would feel a lot less willing to show, like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> the, the worship team, yeah. <laughs> for example. <laughs> Wait, does this girl know that you're Christian? Yeah, everyone there pretty much does. Gotcha. And I get jokes about it and everything, mm. but... I see. Yeah, and I think it's like part of it is like she doesn't know the other side of me. She doesn't know the impact that like mm. you know Christ has made on me. But also, <laughs> am I showing that impact yeah. even a little bit? You know, when I'm swearing in a blender or like singing stupid songs in the service aisle. 
Or even just complaining about customers. I don't know. Is your blender that bad that you have to swear at it? Well, it's more that I'm bad at using the blender. (laughs) It's a blender, dude. You're a blender. (laughs) Does that mean I mix a lot? Sir Sir mix a lot. (laughs) 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 Not on the Good Christian (laughs) Podcast. I think it's easy to like, especially in food service. So, I mean, mm. I've worked food service for a while. You've worked in food service for a while. Mm. You've probably done it longer than I have. But um, I don't know. There's something about it, right? It's very um, it's high stress. Yeah, um, yeah everybody's <laughs> angry. You're angry all the time. Um, it's miserable yeah. a lot of the time. So, I like, I don't want to say like it's more difficult in that setting because I think that's like an unfair claim to stake. But yeah. It's definitely difficult in a food service establishment. Yeah. Um, coming from people who have a lot of anger issues and like difficulty dealing with people mm. in such a service industry, which I've never understood. But yeah, because <laughs> people you're dealing with people who are hangry. Yeah, that's also true. Right. I mean, yeah, customers are miserable, but I was even thinking just coworkers. They're yeah. also miserable. Yeah. What I hate is when I realize like I'm the coworker. Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. the angry one. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, what am I doing? You know. Supposed to have this joy. That's one of those spiritual fruits, right? The fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Joy. Spiritual fruits. Yeah. Look at me and my scriptural knowledge. Spiritual fruits. <laughs> like pomegranate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why papaya. I say pomegranate. I hate papayas. I'm not into papayas. Yeah, Maybe I had a bad papaya. I don't know. Never. That's so funny. I've never had a papaya. No, like there's don't, a, there's, don't. A, there's, a, there's a worship song. What? That um, my summer camp does, and they sing. It's like it's. I think it's called the papaya song. I think it was like the lines are like, I like papayas. I know that mangoes are sweet. I like, wait, no. Oh, shoot. <laughs> How does it go? I like bananas. I know that mangoes are sweet. I love papayas. Papayas, but nothing that beats the sweet love of God. This was a song I sang at my summer camp. It's really weird. Yeah. Segue. I feel like. So when we have it online, you know how like um during worship, like you have like a background of everything. We just put a papaya for the background. <laughs> this is like That's a great. song that we sing to. Like we'll go to like the elderly homes and we just sing it to them, and they're just like, "What is going on? <laughs> Please leave." <laughs> those those are the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> mangoes and papayas. I don't know. I don't know. Have you guys ever had bitter melon? Like the Chinese bitter melons. I don't think so. So it's like this. You've probably seen it. It looks like a cucumber, but there's like hella like bumps on it. So it just looks really weird. You probably only see this I've in a Chinese it. supermarket, but we also sing a Cantonese song that's like talking about how like comparing the love of God to like something sweet, but saying that like our bitterness is like fuqua, which is bitter melon. It is weird. We also sing that to Chinese elderly people, and they're probably just like, "What is going on?" But anywho, <laughs> tangent. Yes, fruits of the spirit, pomegranate. <laughs> okay. I I started that by making a comment. <laughs> um, food service. Service. Yeah. Fruits are in fruit service. service. Yeah. Um, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't think it's specific to food service, but yeah, it's no. familiar to us. It's environment, is it not? No. Definitely. Yeah. Like you could probably be dealing with like the same level of annoyance with like a middle schooler, or high schooler, or a college student that you are. You like let's like the. Wow, how are you English? Um, but like then you also work with someone who's like in the food service, like the same amount of annoyance, but you react in such a different way because of the contracts, because of where you are, right? Mm. Like, you probably blow up at a kid if you weren't at the youth group. You probably blow up at the kid if you weren't at a retreat or in the church building, right? Right, like you're a lot more lax. Yeah. 
I mean, I think it goes to intentionality, right? Mm. So you're being intentional when you're in those spaces to, I don't want to say put on a facade because that seems really negative, but mm. to like focus that on being more positive, right? Right. Um, so in any like serving capacity, right? It's you walk into an environment and you want to put on this level of like positive and you know you don't want to be miserable while serving, especially serving other people. Right. And like some of that like. You'd be like, oh, that's fake. But, like, is that really fake? Like, mm. when you walk in and you're serving at Hub, are you, like, angry at the students? Right, no. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, on well, occasion. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're frustrated in a lot of things, but you're not, like, it's not, it's a different angry, right? And it, it shouldn't be. Mm. Because I think it's, like, inherently easier to see how God is working in those spaces. Mm. But I think anger is probably the point you're getting at, right? Like, whenever I'd go to work, I'd be frustrated. Or angry. Usually, anger is the emotion I fight the most with. Right, oh, no, definitely. Yeah. Like how many times like I was I made a million pizzas at UMass and mm-hmm. like you take the dough docker and you just like smack the pizza dough yeah. in it because you're so pissed. And so you're like, that's what is why this my pizza tasted yeah. so sad and bitter every single time. That's the secret oh ingredient. <laughs> Anger, bitterness. <laughs> Rolled into the pizza dough. But like I don't know. And like I, that's healthy, right? I don't think you shouldn't express anger. Right. Like, there's always better ways to express anger. But like I'm not saying you should, you know, flip out at co Right, yeah. Like or finding customers. A, right, or customers. Finding a healthy way to use that anger for mm. something positive. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's easier to do in, like, a serving setting versus, like, a work setting, right? Right. But then it comes into the question, right? Like, you, I mean, the phrase you said yourself, right, non-vocational, like, ministry – are we not called to like still love and care for all these people, right? Are we still not called to love and care for our horrible coworkers or our horrible selves or the horrible customers we work with? Mm. Um, I think it just that itself is a challenge, right? Where like you're like saying, okay, like I know I'm supposed to be this way, but this is where I struggle, right? Mm. Um, I know for me personally, like I too, I mean, I never worked in food industry, but I worked in I, I worked in like different industries where it was just like you know like very menial where like in fact i don't have interactions at all like i think back to my video technician job it was literally just me and the screens Mm. and then how do i express god's love in that way so for me my frustration doesn't come from the lack of um from like the interaction of people but it's the lack of interaction with people right oh okay so there's that and also selling shoes is also weird because everyone just wants something and you're just like oh i can just get that for you right and it's mostly old white ladies and i don't really want to get angry at them yeah (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. No, yeah. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, and it's like, it feels like the only way you can serve is to just do your job well, you know, without any, like, back sass, I guess. That's true. And, like, the word you said, like, only, right, which I don't think is true, but, like, even that right. is such, like, as difficult as that is, like, that is such an act of worship in so many ways. True, yeah. Um, it's like seeing the beauty in, in work mm. and in the effort you have to put in to do that. Um, and the blessing out of, you know, having a job and having this ability to provide for yourself or others. Mm. Yeah. That's a, actually such a good point. Like, the blessing of a job, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, hello, Mr. Fun Employed over here. Oh, I'm a <laughs> professional. But honestly, like, it comes to that as well. It's like, you know, like, um, I've been having this conversation a lot with people because I do want to help with the church more. I would, I do want to do those things. But professionally, I also should, cr- like, pursue, like, developing myself, right? Um, I should develop my skill sets. I should learn how to work in different settings. Um, and I think even that in itself, right, having a job in itself is a form of worship when you use the money, use your experiences, use your skill sets for the kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't necessarily have to be in a ministry serving 
In fact, your service or your ministry could be working alongside with your people, right? Like, if someone is pissed at you, like, do you retaliate? Do you right. fight back, right? Or do you try to listen and hear out their side and try to address it in, like, a selfless manner? It's hard. It's mm-hmm. probably one of the worst things ever. Um, Especially when you're, like, it would be justified, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're in the right. <laughs> yeah. Earthly justification is too real. For I know. For real. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, and like I even I have certain customers where I'm like, man, you are a cretin, you know, and that's like a totally wrong mindset. And mm. I have to like keep catching myself and be like, that person is a child of God. Yeah. Whether they know God or not, you know. <laughs> and that's blo- that's mind blowing to me, right? It's like, mm. oh shoot, like as much as I want to hate or like kick or like destroy this person, like God still created them, right? Yeah. They are a human being with their own life. They are a human being that is breathing right in front of me. As much as we like um like you know like how people like joke about like oh I want to kill this person everything like that if you if you really like took it to the next level for that phrase, it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like that person doesn't deserve to die despite like what they like just cuz they didn't tip you or they just said <laughs> oh this food sucks like right. They sh- that's just not right. Mm. I just like taking that like, whole like bad customer thing to another level, right? Like how many times do we interact with bad customers of church, right? Right. Like, those those are those same people. They go places. Yeah. Right? Even <laughs> sometimes literally the same people, but like they're still in our lives, right? They're still bad customers in our life. Yeah. Right? Of course that's a weird analogy, but <laughs> But at the end of the day, like, are we all not sinners, right? right we we yeah. I feel like we talked about this in a previous podcast, but like mm-hmm. just because you're a sinner in like a restaurant it, you're still also a sinner at church. You're still very mm-hmm. much the same broken individual. Right. Right. But, yeah. It all comes back to intent. It does, mm-hmm. Over yeah. and over again. Yeah. I feel like I'm trying to break that down, but I don't know how. So, like, the conversation yeah. and the, the topic of intent? Yeah, like, I've been working on not swearing. Okay. You know, it's been a huge problem for me. Yeah. So, I've been, like, <laughs> actively, intentionally at work like not doing it i've had i've been like telling people to call me out on it if they catch me Mm. doing it and like i don't know if it's really if anyone thinks it's making a difference or like if they see any point in it but to me it's like well this is just one way i can present myself better here you know if you don't want me grilling you a bit oh yeah like because you you talk about intent right work in the kitchen yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry go on yes there's a grill joint I hate you all. Because, <laughs> um, like, uh, if you, because you're saying, like, oh, like, let's talk about intent, right? So, like, my question to you is, like, let, let's dive further into that. Like, let's mm. use that as a subject of, like, of conversation. Mm. But, like, so the first question I have is, like, why do you want to stop swearing? Mm. Yeah. And I've been, I've been trying to find the passage in the Bible, and I can't remember what it is. And God knows I can't remember anything to save my life. But it's, Something along the lines of, like, I don't, I don't even want to try to say it because I'm going to get it so wrong. But, like, you know, Paul especially talks a lot about, like, keeping your mind off of, like, impure things, like, focusing on things that are good and righteous and all that. And, like, to me, like, your language, the way you speak, you're, if you're just cursing like a sailor, I mean, it's tough because I'm not really offended by a lot of the words, like, a lot of curse words and foul language, mm. but, like, I know that it's, like... I don't know. Like, God didn't just create us to be crass all the time, you mm. know, and to be making jokes 
about genitalia all the time and to be like <laughs> constantly just it can't be funny though you're right and that's the yes. problem is i'm easily amused by it mm. <laughs> so it's like yeah so it's like i don't know like i want to like what am i showing by showing like oh yeah i'm half my vocabulary consists of me cussing mm. and i get angry and i start swearing instead of i don't know I, i'm not phrasing it very well what i'm trying mm. to say you know I mean, I think it comes to like setting your part, setting yourself apart from the world, right? And in what way and shape and form that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, a good example is not swearing, I don't know, not indulging in worldly things. Yeah. Um, I mean, in a way, like even like uh, Amish people, I couldn't think of that for a second. But mm-hmm. Amish people are like setting themselves apart. They're doing it a little differently and for different manners, but mm-hmm. like in a in a sense, that's what they're doing. Yeah. So I'm not saying you should go to that extreme because I like this and I don't want to be Amish, but <laughs> um, like, yeah, just to start that process of beginning to set yourself aside. Maybe, yeah, maybe that is swearing. Maybe it's, I don't know, wearing white socks. I don't know. Right. Which I don't own white socks anymore. Wait, yeah. what? I don't know why I thought of white socks. <laughs> <laughs> My first thought was like, you sweat through white socks, they're going to turn yellow. Oh, Sorry. Don't wear white socks. Don't wear white socks. Exactly. I haven't owned white socks in 10 years. I was nine, ten years ago, so I can't make that statement, oof. but probably. Big oof. oof. That hurt. That cut deep. <laughs> but you were my age almost ten years ago. Oh. <laughs> oh, my feelings. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. My so Chris for... is old. <laughs> um, I'm young. Yeah. But there's also the passage about like um, being a candle, right, mm-hmm. and to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Bible passage where it talks about like you wouldn't cover like your light. Um, you want your light to be shown, and I think that in itself, right? Like not swearing. The the phrase that you were using was like differentiating yourself from the others, like to show like how much of an impact or how different you are, right? But it's also the idea of like, oh, if it truly has changed you, then people can see it, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think back to my old man. So when I went back to Taiwan, I have an aunt, and through broken Chinese, I was like, yo, like, what was my dad like when he was younger? And the age difference is actually very similar to you and um, you and Tyler and vice versa. Um, my dad was 10 years older than my um, aunt. And she told me stories of where my dad, like, so they, he, like, tra- they, like, traveled places and they had a bicycle. She would sit, she would sit in the basket of the bicycle on the rails um, and then they just go, yeah. But what's not adorable is that he would smash her into the wall when they get home. <laughs> like, like in, a, in an abusive way? <laughs> I don't know what my old man was doing, but apparently that's what she told me. She's like, yeah, I don't know why. But then old man Sue, that, that's who he was. But, but what happened was, like, when I was talking to her, she was, and we were trying to, like, she was our only way to get around the city, right? So she gave us rides to the church on Sunday, and we invite her um, when we went. And I remember talking to her, and she's like, wow, I guess, like, this Christianity thing does do something because your dad is a lot less angry than he used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of hard to believe that the guy who, like, smashed me against the wall on a bike is now a pastor. Yeah. So I think that in itself can mm-hmm. go to show you, like, wow, like, time and faith does change someone as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad, I, and I, when I, even when I was younger, my dad was a lot angrier. Like, he used to have these crazy outbursts where he would yell, like, throw things, like, the most vivid memory I have is him, like, grabbing a chair and just, like, he didn't really throw. He just, like, shook it back and forth just out of pure anger. Um, <laughs> very odd. I still remember it in my head. But nowadays, he's just, like, it's so hard to piss him off. Really? Um, yeah. Like, he, hmm. to the same degree that my mom, like, would, like, get mad at him or, like, they get into fights. Like, he's just 
so calm. It's very rare for him to yell. Like, I saw that change over the course of my entire life, which is insane to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. Makes not sense, actually. It makes total sense. Yeah. When you think about it. I mean, he's also a pastor, so it's like... Right. Pastor uh, a problem. Like. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Because for me, there's always that, like, initial fight back, too. Where, like, I say, like, I'm going to try to stop swearing. And everyone's like, you? What? Mm. They don't have to make that noise because they're not Tim Allen. But, except when I told Tim Allen. You told Tim Allen that. Yeah, I wrote him a letter. And he uh, responded. (laughs) 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 He wrote a letter. (laughs) 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 Uh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I had, you know, I had, like, a reputation in college just because of my uh, commentary and sense of humor and way I was doing things. Mm. And, like, I think when people realized I wasn't doing that anymore, they were like, what's wrong with you? Like. Especially a, a guy I used to live with, you know, certain guy that you met. When I, I would start changing the way I was doing things, oh. he was just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you acting this way now, you know? It's like, well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's how I should be present. It's what I should be doing, you know? Mm. Not presenting myself, because that makes it sound like it's about my image, but it's how I should be representing what God's been doing for me. Because he truly changed you. Right, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think that image thing is negatively bad. Right. Uh, maybe I like being argumentative, but like you want to have a good image, right? Mm. I mean, you don't want to be a deterring right. Right, to the gospel in any way. Mm. Um, and that's not saying you should be a saint, right? You mm. aren't described to be one. Yeah, um, true. I mean, that's kind of the goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. Um, maybe not a saint. Don't die a martyr. But... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, like it's it's easy to be like, oh, but like I don't want to be concerned about how people perceive about me. I just more about like my internal thing. But you should change internally, and I think like that process is good, and it will happen. But mm. is like having a good external image, how people perceive of you, is not negative. Right. There's um a Bible passage that talks about the idea of causing a brother to stumble. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I I talk about a lot about this because I've actually witnessed it where it backfired. Right. Um, external image, people see you, right? And especially when, like, you are interacting with people who are of younger faith or um, newer faith, right? I think, like, a youth leader is a very good example of this, right? If a younger kid, like, sees you, like, swearing or, like, um, kicking a dog, um, then they're going to be like, oh, wow, that's a representation of Christianity, right? They look up to you. They see that, right? Right. Um, you, and then what you, when you do such things, you and you unintentionally, you're telling them, Eh, that's okay to do too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is what Christ has to offer you. Yeah, Abuse kicking dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kicking dogs and swearing. Um, but even into like your first, like as you grow older, right? Like you're you're going to interact with people from all walks of faith, and it is important to show, like you know, like how does God change you, right? Um, there's like a, the passage is like talking about like how like you don't like not partaking of like the idol like idols foods, right? Mm-hmm. So like um. It's okay, like, inherently, like, sure, that food was offered to, like, an idol, but just because you eat it doesn't mean, like, you're horrible, right? And, like, you as a cr- mature Christian may fundamentally understand that, but if a younger Christian sees that, how are they going to interpret it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, like, as you do things, your your goal is not to cause others to stumble. Your goal is to also make sure that they are walking, like, straight and true, right? Um, so I think that it also, like, lends itself hand in hand, right? Um how do your actions like represent God? How do your actions get seen? Um, I had a friend who 
was very into vaping, right? Mm-hmm. And he, vape-nation. yeah, vape nation. Um, <laughs> one, two. I, I look at it backwards. Ga, ga, ga. Ga. Wait, V. There yeah, we go. VM, I don't v. know. How does that turn Got to it, a P? It out, it out. <laughs> oh, that's a, uh, never mind. Okay. Um, but one he he started vaping because an o- older brother of his, older Christian brother of his was vaping and he was inherently explain, explaining vaping's not bad when like you understand like why you're doing it and like how you're doing it and like how it doesn't affect you right but then this younger guy um it actually ended up being a gateway for him to go back to doing like drugs and stuff like that so it's like uh, again that's an extreme but like it goes to show you like what you may understand as a christian another brother may not necessarily understand yeah and then if they don't somebody who's not a christian at all Right. Maybe he's not even thinking about God, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, that doesn't seem appealing at all. Yeah, I mean, even, like, world perception of Christians, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's easy to pant- point to bad examples of Christians showing how Christian they are in the world. Um, yeah. And, like, understandably, right? Um, mm-hmm. We're, like, Christians are under a microscope a lot of how they do things and how hypocritical they are. And a lot of times, Christians can be pretty hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Not rightfully so, but right. it happens. Yeah. So, like, seeing that and, like, imagining the outside world looking and going, like, oh, I want nothing to do with this organization. Right. Like, what do they have to offer, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you claim your entire life is based on this savior who can change, you know, change you completely and make you into a new creation, and you're still acting this way because there's still the broken side of us, mm-hmm. like, the sinning side of us, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And, like, I don't think, well, uh, there's two sides of this. I was going to say something, and then I realized that I don't really 100% agree with it. But if you solely based your transformation on outside perspective, right, it seems hollow, right, and that's not a good thing. But if that is a gateway to actual transformation, mm-hmm. then it's positive. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, if it solely ends at I am only doing this so I can put on a facade, facade, um, in pursuit. In pursuit. Um, so. Vermouth. Vermouth. Oh my god. Uh, but if you were doing this, like, just solely for that, of course, it's hollow and hypocritical and false in a lot of ways. Mm. But if that begins the process of legitimate transformation, mm-hmm. which I think is true in a lot of cases, yeah, then it's worth it, right? Yeah, exactly. But I think like gauging that is tricky because mm-hmm. you can never know the intent, right? Yeah. <laughs> of other people, right. but also yourself. Like, it, it is a cloudy gray area. Yeah. Like, I mean, you. I do a lot of things in life that I go like, "Oh, that was really for that person," but like, oh, that was all kind of me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like it made me feel nice or made me look like a better person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. So I mean, it's <laughs> always going to be a little both, right? Yeah. Like, usually, good things make you look like a better person. Right. Is that a bad thing? No. And it's also over time, right? Like, I had a counselor who said he literally started going to church because he thought the girls there were cute. Right. Which I think I, that's a common thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. some <laughs> people switch churches because they're like, "Oh, I want to find a, like a, a potential wife," because there's no one out in this church, right? I I know plenty of people who do that, and right. I'm like, "Okay, like, I mean, do I agree with that? Not necessarily. I think that's kind of sus, but like at the end right. of the day, like, if you're still going to church, if you're still doing that, like, yeah, if there's still that connection, yeah, 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 yeah." John's back. Is that what that noise is? Sean. Oh. Hope it doesn't get picked up on. It won't get picked up on the mics, right? I can listen and see. 
Well, I think our time is a factor for this episode, right? I don't know how much we're we're sticking to that original plan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fine if we go over. Are you even being picked up by your mic? Me? Yeah. Right now. Right now, yeah. Oh, you are. No, that's good. That's I just good. mean because you're like a foot away from the microphone. Oh, yeah, that's good. I mean, I can hear myself. Oh, cool. Oh, that's great. Neat. <laughs> you're faint. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's okay. I'm over it. Oh, that's such a good question, though. What did I write? I don't remember. Will traditional ministry make it easier to think of everything else not as a ministry? Okay. I think that's a good tangent. I mean, yeah. those two tie in together, the last two questions, right? Like, are you in a different mindset doing your ministry as opposed to outside of that ministry? Mm. Yeah, and we touched on that at the beginning. That's yeah. probably a good idea. And then I think we can end on that second Corinthians. Sure. Yeah. Maybe we just cut this last two minutes out completely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll just do like a oh, technical difficult, I don't know. No, you well, can just straight cut. We talked about it. We this. did talk yeah. about this. Okay. Or just put the mulch dance in there. <laughs> I got to make that into like... Never mind. The B roll, the B roll, yeah. But it's tunnel visioning, right? That essentially what that question is. Um, does being involved in a traditional ministry make it easier to think of everything else not as a ministry? Like, for me, yes. Mm. Okay. Do you want to repeat that question and then go into it? Yeah. Have a clean cut. True. Maybe you should repeat it because I can't oh, read yeah. it with the camera there. Does being involved in a traditional ministry make it easier to think of everything else as not a ministry? Yeah. For me. I mean, yes yeah. and no, right? Yeah. I don't know why I said right at the end of that thing. Right. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Objectively, I'm right. right? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's, it's easier to be like, okay, like, being involved in a lot of ministry makes you kind of, makes your life kind of a ministry in a lot of ways. Mm. Uh, like, I think the more you serve and the more you go and the more time you spend in a church with church people, right, you will grow to be a better Christian. Yeah, that is I mean, true, yeah. yeah. But I think it makes it easier in a sense of, like, seeing that you should be doing that because, like, that's what you're called to do. But also, like, it puts, like, a real level of, like, how difficult it is to actually do it. Yeah. Like, once you've seen it in practice of, like, what it actually looks like, then it almost becomes more difficult to do it because mm. you know what it entails. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Like the comparison. So like mm-hmm. you know what it looks like, so that's what you should be doing. Mm. Right. Yeah, we fall short of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you have a good example, but like how much of how much effort it takes to get and complete that example. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, because I leave the youth group, you know, and I go to the convenience store afterwards to get some flaming Hot Cheetos. And I'm like... Uh, it's immediately a different mindset for me, at least. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you're not, you're not like my little people anymore. You know, like I'm not discipling or ministering mm-hmm. to the cashier about Cheetos. Though that'd be very interesting. I'm not really ministering to anyone about Cheetos, yeah. I guess. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's like I don't think I don't think of that as a ministry anymore, even though it is by nature, just by existing. I don't know. Yeah. But I think it's also important, I mean, to talk about the aspects of not ministry and normal ministry, right? I think, um, looking at both of you guys, too, right? Like, um, my old man, um, I talk about my old man a lot, but um, his advice was always, like, you know, like, if you really, too, want to go into seminary or, like, ministry, 
um, like full time, you should learn what it's like to live on the other side. Mm. Um, I think that's and it's true, right? Like if your sermons are relatable, if you can, if you yourself understand the experiences that you, the people that you're shepherding have gone through, I think that's why youth ministry. So many people can be in youth ministry because they've gone through their youth, right? Um, can you like share about that? Can you talk about that? The question is, can you relate, right? And that in itself is so important because it really like deepens your relationship with other people. That is true. So really taking in those experiences. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, oh, let's talk about like going rewinding a lot back to the beginning, right? Like angry customers, angry at all those people, annoying coworkers, right? Like mm-hmm. you can talk, that is the universal like suffering that we all go through, right? I could talk about annoying coworkers or like people I've like experienced, right? And if you can flip that and like turn that into a story of like how God is so prevalent or like how much we need God, mm-hmm. people relate on that level, right? That's true. That's a book idea I've had for years. It's like I have a list of customers from the convenience store I was at. And like how I saw God <laughs> in their those weird interactions and like, you know, I won't get into the details, but just like the way, I don't know, to me, like how I saw God at work or like how I saw people needing God or looking for God and the way they were doing things, mm. whether they knew it or not, you know. Yeah. So I think kind of in what Sam's saying is even if you're not like intentionally thinking like, oh, this experience, this time in my life is quote ministry. So maybe that time in a convenience store, you're not like, oh, I'm sharing the gospel or yeah. I'm like pouring out something, but you are still learning something that can be used in ministry, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can be used. And like in a way that is kind of a part of ministry, right? Right. Like living life is ministry. You're mm-hmm. learning, you're growing. Right. Yeah. It's a weird word and I'm not a big fan of it. But ministry or growing? Ministry. Ministry. We've, been, we've said that at least like 3,000 uh, times already well, in this it's podcast. The, it's <laughs> one of the three words in the title. So. <laughs> That's fair. Actually, it's kind of two because non-vocational is hyphenated. Thanks, Chris. Um, yeah. I was reading the question. Sorry. That's okay. I can't read the question. There's too many uh, visual obstructions. <laughs> visual obstructions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if this is episode three, can we ask our comment, our, our, our viewers or listeners to comment or uh, share, like, I don't know, like an experience that they have where they've seen God? Because I think that's a, like, that, that that's, that's such a cool way to, like, also see, like, oh, like, how God works in so many different ways, right? Like, it, it's not every, every, I think in everything you can see God in somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if you're looking. Yeah. yeah. So comment. <laughs> Yeah, on our uh, hit that like button. Yeah, hit that, smash that like like button if you're into that. Never understood that. Yeah, it became a meme and then it just blew up from there. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Chris, you want to wrap us up with this uh, Second Corinthians passage? If I can see it. That you can't really read, Sam. You want to read it? Yeah, maybe you should read it. <laughs> so the verse that we decided to just close this podcast off with, um, maybe you learned something from our podcast, maybe you didn't. Uh, it's just us processing and talking. But um, the, cl- the verse that we decided to close off with is from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 16. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Yeah, That's like a really good thing to strive for, too. Like to make that real in life. Mm. 
Yeah, viewing everyone from God's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. see how many times we can say yeah. That's a podcast in itself. Yeah. The yeah, yeah podcast. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. wow. Shall we close? Yeah, which one of you good ones to close? You started the podcast. Close That's true. Out. We should, we should write a script for closing at some point. Yes. We really should. But, but uh, yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody, to uh, Three Losers in a Church. I got it right this time. Hey. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe, which I assume is a thing on the whatever we're putting this <laughs> on. <laughs> thanks, Chris. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we out. See you next time. We are out. Yeah. I'm not Catholic, but if purgatory were a thing, I think I-95 is rush hour. Is purgatory would you be in a, is roughly what purgatory is. Would you be in a car, or do you think you... Uh, <laughs> I'm walking. On walking. So like it's Oof. just a crowd of people just going nowhere. Oh, yeesh. During rush hour. Oh, during during rush hour. But you're not sitting in cars, you're just no. sitting in <laughs> <space. laughs>